Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You smell that? Football is upon us. September 5th is creeping. And we are here to give you our best stuff. We are going to be talking about Florida State practices, scrimmages, who's flashing, who's dudding, whatever the opposite of flashing is. We're going to get to everything right now. we got our own special guest here, Tomahawk Nation's Brett Nevitt, who has been the boots on the ground, eyes on the field at all these practices. Before we get to that, Guys, go to the X's and Knowles YouTube page, subscribe, hit the notification bell, ding, turn it on, do all that. Go to the Patreon, give Kevin all of your money so he can buy some fly-ass stuff. And also, we're getting big on social media now. We've got an Instagram page, we've got a Facebook page, we've got a Twitter. Go through all that triple option FSU, search for it. Uh, we'll put the put all that stuff in the description of the bio. <sighs> How you guys doing? Kev, Beautiful. Adam. Beautiful. And of course, Brett. Tom Hawk Nation's own Brett Nevitt. Brett, how are you doing, my friend? Welcome to the Triple Option. I'm doing pretty good. First day of classes today. Yeah, um, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot different being back in person. Yeah, I'm go, not man. a big fan. Hard hard to find parking. <laughs> Correct. All right, Kevin, you don't need to don't rain on the guy's parade. He was enjoying himself. He's having a nice day at classes. <laughs> yeah, finally get to spend some your undergrad experience here. Class? <laughs> well, speaking of in-person stuff, Brett, you have been at like how many practices have you been to now watching Florida State this season? I think I went to one practice um, at UNF and then the five in-person practices this past week. So six so far this fall. So you have seen more football than all of us have actual eyes on the football, not just the clips that people can like Blair Witch Project out on their phone quickly and then get accosted for on the Internet. You've been there in person. You get to soak all the stuff up. What what have been your like in-person impressions of Florida State, especially when comparing them to last year's squad? Yeah, well, it was a weird week, to be honest, just with. <laughs> Availability yeah. <laughs> of players and unavailability of players um, just kind of up and down. But, you know, we, we found out that it's just all, you know, workload and they don't expect anybody that wasn't injured coming into the fall to be having injury issues going, um, you know, into Notre Dame game. So that made the week a little weird. But I mean, overall, it's just a team that's definitely improved from last year. But, um, you know, still some of the same questions at linebacker and, you know, are they going to find the playmakers at wide receiver to make big plays? Um, but I think just overall, it's, it, it's a team with more depth than it had last year and some big improvements in certain rooms. Uh, we made it about like three minutes before we started talking about poor linebacker play. Oh, I actually uh, do yeah. think that that's a record for the show. Normally it comes up a lot sooner. So like you said, uh, linebackers. to me, it sounds like a team, like you said, it's improved a little bit more depth but with the same questions that we saw last year, how much so I guess we'll find out on September 5th. One question that I have for you with all of the workload management and who's been practicing and who isn't has been the hot topic amongst the fan base. Do you feel like this is a team that's building continuity coming up into September 5th with all of these different combinations and the main guys that we're going to be counting on taking some time off? Yeah, I think it's a team that's building some, you know, that continuity, but also just versatility. And, you know, Nor Norvell's mentioned that a lot every day after practice that he's talked to us, just that they're trying to be a versatile team. And, you know, last year they had so many injuries and they just got so bogged down on the depth chart where they just had nobody at certain positions. But this year they feel like they 
have just way more options for things they want to do guys that can play different positions and um, just a lot of different combos of guys playing in different spots. So, you know, I think that's been part of that workload thing. It's just seeing where guys fit in, you know, seeing what, you know, backups can make a difference for them this year. And I think that they have a lot more of that versatility this year than they did last year. Now, Brad, I know that Mike Norvell has been very strict about what sort of information gets out of these practices. So just so we don't get you in trouble, blink twice if Mike Norvell is in your house right now watching this interview. <laughs> All right, we're clear. Very nice. So we talked a little bit about the weaknesses of <clears throat> linebackers. Let's keep it on the positive spin. What have been some things that have stood out to you that could possibly make you buy into this team? What are some strengths of the team, whether that's position group or players? What do you think? Yeah, so defensive backing has probably been one of the big positives for me this interesting this fall. Not, I'm not saying they're going to be amazing or you know they were so bad. You're last saying they're going to the carry us to 12 locked. wins. <laughs> they're not going to be a lockdown group, but it, there's never going to be a game this year where there's only three DBs available or anything like that. <laughs> um, you know, I think they brought in seven newcomers this year, and you know a lot of those guys have looked really good. And there's been you know some position changes there that I think are going to help them a lot and. Akeem Dent has looked a lot more comfortable moving to safety. Um, you know, Travis Jay's played a lot of corner and he's looked really good at corner, been kind of a lockdown guy for them. And, you know, Jarvis Brownlee growing into that role and understanding his role as, you know, kind of just their dog on defense. And, you know, him and Jay are, I think, have been the best two cornerbacks one on one. And, you know, those guys will pick up some pass interferences just because they play so physical, but they're also <laughs> right. piss off a lot of wide receivers, I think. So, um, you know, I think that's been one big improvement for me, just the depth there and also the talent there. I mean, Hunter Washington, Kevin Knowles, Shaheen Brown, all those freshmen have looked really good to me. Um, Jamie Robinson just does a lot for them as a newcomer. He just he, he can play safety. He can play, you know, up with the linebackers a little bit, play some nickels. So, um, you know, like that versatility I talked about, they've just got so much more of that there. Um, so, and, so Brown is a name that, that seems to come up quite often that I, yes. I, I know for myself, I wasn't expecting a year ago to come up as, as frequently. What is it about this kid that gets the, gets the coaches going? He just seems to be always around the ball and kind of nowhere to be as a freshman. Um, I think he had an interception on four of five days. I was there this week or three of five days and had an interception Jeez. last night in the scrimmage as well. And sometimes they're just on tipped balls, but it's just him being in position to make plays and, you know, he also can get down in the run game and thump a running back once in a while. Um, you know, he still makes some freshman mistakes you see, and Norvell got in his grill a couple times this week, but I think that's because he really likes the potential, and I think they really think that he's going to, you know, see the field a little bit or a good bit for them um, in his freshman season. Is he at stud or buck? He's um, everywhere. He's just omnipresent. Honestly, I feel like everyone's been playing in the DB room, just playing a lot of different positions. I mean, Jay and Brownlee have flipped sides a couple times or every time in practice. I mean, I think they're still trying to figure that. I'm guessing these last two weeks of practice, we'll see guys really fit into one spot um, just in, in practice there alone. Now, Brett, Adam is bursting at the seams. You can tell the steam is building up on his beautiful bald head. I know he wants to talk trenches. I'm going to get to that in a second. You said something interesting to me that Norvell got up in Shaheem Brown's grill. There's been talk of Mike Norvell's demeanor, like really challenging guys, like like transfer wide receiver Andrew Parchment. 
what we only see is kind of, I wouldn't say it's carefully cultivated, but Brian Norvell is very aware of the um, image that he's portraying in the interviews that he's doing. Anything that surprises you about him or some of the other coaches, how they're interacting on the practice field? Like, what are these guys really like from a pro football perspective? You're the insider now. I mean, I think they're just very detail oriented and mm -hmm. when they see something going wrong, they're quick to correct it, but they're also quick to move on from it. And that was something that Alex Atkins had said the other day was basically that, you know, they want to make corrections as quick as possible, but they also want to move on as quick as possible and they'll go back at some point and get it corrected. Um, you know, they are hard on them sometimes, but they're also, you also see them give them love when they need to show love and you know, they're always the first guys to run down the field and congratulate a player. So I think it's a, a good balance that they bring to the practice field. All right. A lot of good energy, a lot of good detail. That's good. The, I, the only reason I ask is that I think the mental makeup of this team is I still something that we don't normally like to talk about those soft factors on the <laughs> show, but with the type of starts that this team has had, the past four years, how they seem to, you could see them literally crumble in games that you could almost see it was an inflection point after their biggest win of the season against UNC. There was almost sort of like a crumbling factor with the veteran players. I think it's something to keep an eye on. Adam, have your trench talk. No, I want to touch on that a little bit more though. I think that's an interesting conversation. So, ah. I mean, one thing, but <laughs> well, so, something Softy, that Mike, so, uh, I do have a counseling master's degree. Thank Ooh. you very much. I do, but Mike's talked a lot about, um, you know, wanting to establish culture and all those things. But you can tell, I mean, you can kind of get the sense that he's just from the things that I know Brett's reported and all the other uh, beat members have reported that it's been a challenge to him to challenge this team to prepare them for the tough uh, moments that they're going to face this season, right? I mean, he talked about at UNF, one of the big things that they – wanted to accomplish there was to make them uncomfortable because they're going to be in close games this year and they're going to need to uh, kind of understand how to handle that uncomfortableness, right? I mean, Brett, I mean, can you, when they're talking to these guys and they're challenging them, I mean, does it almost seem like it's a purpose even beyond just trying to correct something? Like, it's like, look, I mean, it's got to be right or else we're, we're really going to be in trouble. Yeah, I mean, they basically stress that, you know, if you don't do things the right way, then things aren't going to go your way. And yeah. I mean, it's they're only playing each other, so we can only see how much sure. that is. But I mean, just from watching practices, I mean, these guys care a lot more. And I think that Norvell said that, but they need to kind of care in a more disciplined way. I mean, they've there's been some scrums and, um, you know, some of those aren't good, but some of them are also you can just see them care about their teammates more, I think. Jordan Travis was hit one day after a throw, and I think it was Trayshawn Ward. They got in a defensive lineman's face and basically pushed the defensive lineman over. And Oh, I mean, man. All right, don't tell us who the defensive lineman was. That might not be great. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was just the heat of the moment thing. And, I mean, especially at UNF, we saw some heat of the moment things. But, um, you know, they just need to, I think, aim it in the, aim that care and, you know, the want to in the right direction and, um, you know, penalties were kind of an issue this week in practice, but it, I think, you know, some of that's just the length of the practices they had and the length of the week they had. But if they can kind of hone that in and, and direct it in the right direction, then I think they'll, um, you know, I think you'll definitely see a team that doesn't give in as easily as last year. I, I, I think this is important. So I just have one more question. I'm sorry, Trey. No, you're I know fine. You're, itch, you're fine. You're I was itching, actually just taking a dramatic pause for no reason at all. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 
do you feel like there's anybody specifically besides the staff? The staff, you have to be player led. I mean, that's the number one goal for any type of sports team. You need to be player led. Are there any players that you look at and you kind of see that, uh, you know, Norvell, Coach Norvell, and those guys are getting on them, but are there guys on the team that are getting on guys also? Yeah, I mean, I think Keyshawn Heldon was a guy a few times this week that did. And, you know, obviously, I mean, I don't remember when it was, but somebody said that kid is the definition of a Seminole. And I think it was Dillingham a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, he always keeps energy up and he always, you know, makes doesn't really get in guys' face, but he just lets them know that they need to do something better or that. Um, you know, trying to think specifically of some players. I mean, Brownlee's a guy that always gonna is going to lead by example, I think. And you know, they've said that Dotson is a guy that leads by example, but they just need some guys to, you know, start yeah. leading with their voice a little bit more. And, um, you know, I'm trying to think, I think Amari Gaynor was one of the guys they said that um, has stepped up a bit and a guy that puts in a lot of work off the field. Yeah. Um, I know Kier Thomas is a name that's been thrown around yeah, a lot. Kier Thomas was yeah. the other name. He was in the Devontae Love Taylor also, just as yeah. a guy that brings, you know, that whole offensive line room together. And I think Dylan Gibbons was, you know, they said he was on his way there too. He just needs to make some more relationships. That he's only been here what a month, I think. Yeah, yeah you're naming uh, a lot of people who weren't here last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, Kier Thomas in the defensive line room. I think that's a big one. You know, just adding him in there and him being able to come in quickly and make relationships. I think that will make a big, big difference in that room. That's good. Well. We were going to get to film, and we're still going to, but I'm not letting you off the hook, brother. Talking Florida State, so two things we're always going to be talking about. First, what do you think of the offensive line? Is there improvement? <laughs> Are there depth concerns? I think yes. You tell me you're smarter than me and you were there. And then two, talk quarterbacks, man. What's going on with quarterbacks and who he thinks ultimately going to be the starter for Notre Dame? Put you on the hot seat. You can answer that one last. I'll go, yeah. Offensive line. <laughs> Take time. Take time. Offensive line, the depth is improved, but it's still not. I mean, I don't think it's what they want yet. Sure. But, um, you know, I think they have got some young guys that they think have taken steps from last year. I think Zane Herring is one of those guys, and Lloyd Willis is one of those guys. But, you know, also with O line this week, it was a lot of workload stuff. And some days they were really good, and some days it was just bad. Um, was that due to the personnel? Was that due to the workload stuff specifically? Or have we seen some bad days from the perceived ones as well? I don't think you've seen really bad days from the perceived ones. There's definitely okay. been days they've given up pressure. But, um, I mean, I think it's going to be a team that can create some space in the run game like they did last year. And it's a team that, you know, if a really good defensive line comes in, they're probably not going to have their best day. But it's not going to be a free-for-all like it was – the last few years or whatever it was, but it's not a colander. We're still, we're not a colander. Maybe just like a smaller piece of baby Swiss cheese or something. Yeah. I mean, I mean a lot of it depends on Devontae love Taylor too. And, you know, uh, I think they're expecting to have him for opening weekend. And, you know, he's a guy that can play all five positions for them. Um, you know, Marie Smith has looked really good. I've thought, um, I thought Dante Lucas this week had a really good week. Actually had a lot of wins this week. That's um, good to hear. Yeah, very. Him and Gibbons will be, you know, working out, you know, a competition there in, inside. But um, I think it all just depends on, you know, those outside guys and those young guys that they have on the inside. So 
Um, we'll see. I mean, sometimes it's hard to tell in, in these practices if it's, you know, the, the D line's really good or the O line's just not doing stuff. It's the hardest <laughs> thing to tell. And, sure. You know, at least I think they have more depth, but it's still, you know, ways to go there depth wise. Okay. Part two. Gosh. Tell um, me about the quarterbacks as much as you can without Mikey getting mad. <laughs> I'll say, I think they have. Two really good options at quarterback. Oh I, my God! Tate Roymaker and Chalaberti. I could see you reading the notes. They took a lot of snaps this week. All right, so we started one good options. Yeah. So are the you material? Thursday was unstoppable. Basically, it looked like, and he had a really good day. Who? Mackenzie Millen on mm-hmm. Thursday was okay. just, especially over the middle of the field, which you know is a weakness for Florida State's defense, but. It hasn't really been there for Florida State's offense in the last couple of years. So it's very good to true. Take advantage of the middle of the field more. And, you know, that helps, you know, wide receivers like, um, you know, Keyshawn Helen and, and Ontario Wilson's been really doing work there in the middle of the field. Um, you know, last the last time that, uh, you know, Jordan Travis had a lot of, you know, a ton of reps, the majority of reps, I think, was a practice I saw at UNF. And that day he was the best player in the field. Mm-hmm. So I think they've both had days where they've been the best players on the field. And, you know, they both have different strengths, I think. I think, honestly, you're going to see a good bit of both of them. I think they'd be kind of silly not to use Jordan or not to use, you know, McKenzie in some sort of way. But, um, you know, I'm, you know, I think McKenzie will probably be, you know, the starter behind center. But I could also see Jordan being on the field to play one. Sure. I can understand that not necessarily the guy who's taking the first snap is necessarily the guy who's going to be taking the most snaps. That might actually be an interesting change of pace to start a Jordan Travis, have Notre Dame cycle their Jordan Travis playbook, and then you got a lot of McKenzie Milton stuff. I think it's going, to be, it's, it's going to be an issue for teams game planning against Florida State at the least, I think. And we, when a team is not good, when you can't run up and just run people over, we've talked about it on the show multiple times. It's all about misdirection. It's all about kind of subterfuge, confusion, anything to get some hesitancy. So if you can do that with your game plan, I understand why Mike is holding it so close to the, to the vest, as they say, and uh, I'm good with it. So you don't have to talk about it anymore. We're going to keep, we want to keep you at those practices. We want to keep the big man happy with you. Kevin, should you roll some of that beautiful bean footage? All right. We want to go most recent or most, or least recent. This least week. recent. All right. Let's start from, start from the beginning. I would like, yeah, that'd be good to see the progression. All right. Brad, how close are you guys when, like, are you right up on the sideline, like pretty close up to the action when you're looking at all this stuff? Yeah. So the three sessions we have at least um, to take video. Well, this is at UNF. So this, we so were on Jared Jackson. Yeah. That's, that's a <laughs> uh, awful drill. By oh, oh, oh that, man, man we've we go. got the best of the best here. <laughs> at the full party. Can water no, what's gun. the point? Is that for distractions or something? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this probably. was actually clowned on quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, you're just you're just trying to. I mean, you're just trying to get them to change their eyesight and focus on the ball. I mean, people do all kinds of stupid stuff. They throw stuff at them. I mean, it's all kinds of nonsense. Why not have a little fun? Seems like to make the biggest deal out of the little. Oh my! Oh my God! You're telling me, man. This is the most god awful drill right there. Oh, why do you th- right. why do you say that? Because you have to stay so low, and that thing is freaking heavy. Yeah. Okay, so it's not they look awful. It's just mm-hmm. a tough drill on mm-hmm. the players. Mm-hmm. This Man. is the cat and mouse drill. Brett, what do you what do you what have you seen in this drill? Like anybody whose moves have surprised you or you Good think somebody's loach. gonna be a threat in the open field? 
I think Jackson West has put on some good moves here, and you know Jordan. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Gainer slow again. Yeah, that's that's twice here. Um, hate people to hate. People are gonna hate to hear me say it, but. Well, I mean, yeah, Brett. What do you what do you think of Omar Gainer? He's you just too high about, there. You yeah. said something about him being a uh, a guy who's worked hard off the field. What do you think about that transition for him to be that you know that second level linebacker? Has it looked a little bit more smooth or still TBD? I still think it's a little bit TBD. I mean, this, in practice, he's been his best coming off the edge and blitzes, and yeah. know, that's always what he's best at for a state since I've been here. And yeah, just um, just he he's leaning forward here, we'll just right? So the guy he matches up with a little bit better in Cam McDonald, and then they're not trying to. I mean, they're not trying to tackle them here. They're trying to be. In no, position. I know, yeah. but your feet can't be this narrow at this point. No, in they time. can't. Yep. Yep. Agreed. So still some issues breaking down, kind of mm -hmm. getting there and. You want to make the off the offender make the move as opposed to you kind of reacting. So that's just. I mean, just I, th I think that's I why a lot of people see him and see him more as a yeah. fox. Run it, run that one back, run that one back. To Those two offensive look, guys, right? Yeah, look at look at Josh Burrell who plays wide receiver. Look at how much better position. And <laughs> yeah, look of, at those feet. <laughs> are you saying we have a new linebacker? You think we need to? <laughs> uh, I think Joe, yeah, Burrell could play anywhere. I could. I think he's going to be a good. Player. Yeah, Burrell's fun. These offensive guys, I mean, they're, obviously this is a full team kind of uh, drill. Helps especially. Right, and as you said, this was one of the earlier practices, so everybody's improving. We'll toss Reed outside. We saw that a lot last year. Yeah, we did. No, no biggie. Although I'm not convinced it's a Reed anymore. I mean, we haven't ever seen him uh, not yeah, toss right. it. <laughs> you're right. Shot play. That was actually a, a decent ball. How's George Travis's ball looked, Brett? Here's yeah, this is really well. Run that one back. Run that one back. That's actually a really well thrown ball. He just misses him. And Stephen Dix. This is why Stephen Dix can't play yet this year. Until he could learn how to run. You can't have a tight end just sprint past you. I love this play design though. Mm -hmm. You get this this deep comeback here, gets the safety to kinda Commit yeah. and you isolate on the linebacker. If you know if you got a a middle of the field open look, it's a nice little set. The tight ends have been a group that's been off maligned by this show sometimes in particular. What what do we think about the tight ends? Getting Jordan Wilson back is a big deal from the blocking standpoint. Are there any other pass catching threats besides Cam McDonald, in your opinion, Brad? I think Jackson West could be a guy by the end of the year that mm -hmm. you know, I think he might be their most balanced guy in the way that, you know, he's not afraid to lay a nose on someone and make a block. And, um, you know, he's made plays. I don't remember what day it was exactly this week, but I believe he had a, you know, a couple of really nice catches and some plays down the field. Um, you know, McDonald, we didn't see have a ton this week. His best play in practice has been that touchdown catch he had right there. Right. Um, honestly, Marcus and Douglas, Douglas probably had the best week of tight ends making plays down the field. There's a name. Um, and he's dropped a lot of weight and, you know, he's a big bodied kid and, you know, not the easiest to get off of a route or anything, but also not the fastest. Um, you know, we haven't really seen Wilson go full speed yet, but I think they expect him to be there, um, against Notre Dame. And that's, what's so tough about these camp reports. You're seeing a lot of these guys get some opportunities that they're not even going to be able to sniff during the, the regular season when that rotation mm -hmm. tightens down a bit, it would be interesting to see if markets and Douglas could get on the field this year, just 
that was a kid that was a big time project coming out of Tennessee with Darian Williamson. Okay. I believe they were teammates. Jamie Robinson. <laughs> you you want to see that again? Adam. Oh, I freaking love that kid, man. He is a football player. Which is very solid. He is just a damn football player, man. I mean, I, I said I've said repeatedly that if if you can get the stud position fixed, uh, that that does dividends for this defense. First off, he freaking falls down coming around the cone and still manages to get back in position. I mean, he just that's, look at that. That's textbook feet chopping wide base. Yeah. Brett, how's he how's he looked in practice? Let's before we move forward here. <laughs> he's looked good and he's made plays. Um, you know, they just have him in so many different spots, and I think he's still, you know, trying to learn all those different spots they have. Yeah. He's a high energy guy. He he's around the ball a lot, and I think he's going to help them in the run game a lot too. And I think he's he's always down there in the run game, and you know he's helped them on the outside a little bit. So here's some of the your alpha dogs. I mean, we talked about Jamie. There's uh, Jarvis Brown. Yeah, that looked sharp. We saw, we, I we like saw Travis Travis J the the, the rep before. Malik McLean. Yeah. Yep. Malik McLean. There's so Jordan Young. The wide receivers. I don't know. We'll we'll probably get a chance to talk about it during the team stuff. I just. I would really like to have two solid threats on the outside that can open it up for the Ontario Wilsons and the Keyshawn Heltons in the slot. It's There's just the Maury Tate. Give them some more space to operate. <gasps> Gadzooks, what is that orange jersey? <laughs> did you say Gadzooks? Gadzooks. Oh, that's a very good <laughs> We're not in Delaware anymore, man. I've got kids. Come on. Well, they don't listen to this. <laughs> Darian Williamson, there's a, there's a number twenty one on the last last play. There's a guy whose name's been coming up more and more. Right, my boy so Adam. Some of this stuff. Yeah, there's there's old Adam Fuller. Yeah, my boy Adam Fuller. Oh, that was oh, nice. Man. Who was that? Now is, is that this? Jay? The, it, That's Jay. Yeah. Is this the end of the? I, I know there was a big. Everybody was up in arms. Or, maybe maybe yeah. this maybe this is it to where it was like end of a. End of the period or whatever, and, and Chubba just throws it up there. I mean, I think that was the end of a tempo drill, Adam. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of a hail mary pick. Yeah, that's ever, what, it's ever, there's no ever. context. It's tough to have the context mm -hmm. with all this stuff. But I guess while we're waiting for the next video to load, Brett, what's your opinion? Like, how many solid wide receivers does Florida State actually have? Last year they had about zero. Um, wow, that's a solid's know, a hell of a definition. I think Keyshawn Helen and, <laughs> and Wilson are both shooting for the moon guys. I mean, but they are they ever going to give you, you know, a star wide receiver? I don't think so. Um, is there an outside guys, threat on this team for game one? You think? Uh, I think that's what they still need to work on, and I think it could be Parchman, it could be McLean, but both have been up and down. and you know, I think McLean is the most talented of the group, but he's a freshman, and is he going to be able to do that game one? I don't know. Maybe by right. game 12, sure. What's uh, been Andrew Parchment's progression? There's been a lot on him. You come from a just a just a putrid Chernobyl-level nuclear meltdown of a program, which is the University of Kansas football team, and you come over to Florida State, a program in flux. There seems to be some learning pains, some growing pains. Uh, what, how's Andrew Parchment's progression been? Has he been somebody you've been disappointed with, impressed by? What do you think? I wouldn't say disappointed with, but it's just kind of riding the wave right now with him. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think he's going to be in that first group at some point, and I think he's going to be a guy. But is he going to be a guy that can that they can – rely on game one to game two to game three 
Um, I still think that needs to be shown and practiced a little bit more. Um, you know, they've got some second tier guys that have potential, but, you know, are still young and, you know, like Williamson, like you guys were talking about, um, Kendron Portier has been a lot more improved this, this, um, this fall, but, um, you know, they're still young and they showed inconsistencies last year when they got in the game. So it's just, can they be more consistent this year and, you know, provide some depth for that room? You almost thinking back, you never want to play the whole hindsight is 2020 with the transfer portal scholarships. Maybe should have looked at another wide receiver or something, man. Just yeah. looking back. And I don't I can't remember back what the what the crop of people was, but just it's another room that's just a big old question mark, man. And I think they were the most disappointing unit on the offense last year, Ooh, more so yeah. than the O line. I mean, by there's far. Jackson West. Yeah, that was a good move. Very good. That's a big boy move making a move like that. Hey, uh, I, I plan. I plan. I plan on my flag on what I think his future is. So, you said a uh, Hall of Famer. I did not say Hall. Of Famer. NFL Hall of Famer. First, say, first ballot. Did not say that. All right. Let's All watch right, Keener. Let's, see here. It. let's watch Keener again. See if it's any better. Uh, not really. Not really. Just Maybe. a lunger. He's a lunger. He's a lunger. Uh, he is what he is. He's a lunger. Notice how everybody else breaks their feet down. Has a nice wide base. Come on, dude. So athletic. He's 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 got the he's got the the talent. Brett, does it show in practice too? Um, I mean, there's been times they've targeted him down the field, and I mean, honestly, it's been the guys that have flashed a linebacker have been DJ Lundy and Kalen Deloach. Other than that, it's been you know not great to be. Yeah. What, what do we think of Lundy? Is we always talk about on this on this program lundy maybe his body type is certainly not ideal for a linebacker in modern college football is that something that you notice just like his his mobility his agility is that something that's a hindrance in practice or are we just are we honestly, just making too much of his body type honestly in practice he's he's been i thought he's been moving really well sideline to sideline he's made plays a lot you know stopping those tosses that you saw in the last mm -hmm. unf video he stopped that a couple times um, you know, he's kind of capped off that's those both sides of the field a couple of times, but, um, you know, and he'll lay down the hit stick once in a while. I just think, you know, like a lot of these guys, you know, is he going to be able to cover consistently? Um, you know, with Deloach, I think he can cover consistently, but you wonder if he's going to be able to, you know, if he can lay the nose down. Well, oh, that's a nice ball. ball. Very nice. Who threw that? Who's that? That's, that's Jordan Young on the catch. Tate no, that's Tate, dude. That's a Tate, Chill, bro. It's Tate is a Tate bomb. Uh, can we can we agree that Chuba has been better than Tate through yes. fall camp? Thank you, Brett. Mm. Thank you. I don't remember pausing the video and saying, "Ooh, <laughs> that's good." Would, I'm dismissing. It it would be nice to see one of those um those Taggart era kind of like second third year wide receivers man step up because somebody's gonna need to. And then the whole linebacker thing, it's almost like. Florida State doesn't have a complete linebacker on the entire roster. Mm -hmm. Emmett Rice is your closest, but he's hurt. So it's like which combination of the two can almost give you a complete linebacker look. It really is mix and match. Um, yeah, the nice part is you got a boatload of DBs you're going to be able to play. So Yeah, there's going to be a lot of five five DB sets. You're going to see a lot of Jamie Robinson. Maybe some six box. DB stuff. Oh, there he is. There, the man, oh. the myth, the legend. There he is. The iconic Thursday practice. Got a lot of reps this week. How does he look, Brett, movement-wise? 
I mean, this day they had a lot of designed run plays for him. Not a lot. No brace. No brace. That means he's a hundred percent healed, and oh, there's shoo, no shoo, question shoo, about shoo, it. And he's wearing different shoes. Pay attention to the shoes. Does he got like robot shoes? Like what are the? Pay, the, pay attention to the shoes. He wears different shoes than everybody else. Pay attention. I, I, I will now. My Look at those shoes. Look at them. Look oh, at them. Dope, dope kicks. And he's just Fresh going with the high tops. I don't know. People are make a deal out of everything. Those shoes just look older. <laughs> I remember those shoes uh, when I, I was in high school. <laughs> I think they're just. I think they're those just are turf. from his freshman season of college. So they're I think like they're eight years turf. old. I think they're turf cleats and everybody else is wearing. Okay. Likes. What's going on, Chris Thompson yeah. taking out some anger? Yeah, he, look, he right. looks like he loves every season. second of that drill too. Oh yeah. <laughs> How's he, Brett? I, that's that's he's an enigma to me, Brett Nevitt. How's how's old Chris Thompson? How's he at practice? He intense individual. I've been other than that, that has ever been real close up. I mean, ah, due to fear, keep your distance. Like he's going nuts at practice, but I don't, <laughs> I've never seen him or heard him go absolutely off on anybody like you would might expect. Yeah, he's not oh. like a rush probest or anything, but I think he looks like the guy that would get ang- oh this oh, is yeah. doing angle tackle drills. Yes. This is it. This is the biggest Is this Dante of Lucas? Time. Yes. Oh my Lanta. Let's see the oh, Pope in space. Oh <laughs> I gotta see that again. Oh man. Woo! Yeah, break this down. Get out your oh, telestrator. <laughs> what were you filming? Oh I'm so man. glad. That's the best thing. <laughs> oh, we gotta we gotta work on Thompson's throwing form. All right, here we go. Chris Marv running him on the field. The most. Do people hate him or Adam Fuller more? Online, uh, I don't know, dude. That's unfortunately right. my specialty. It's it's pretty neck and neck. Wait, you're yeah, saying little... people don't like Adam Fuller? There yeah, we go. Throw yeah. little throwaway screen. Good movement in the pocket. Getting up out of there we'll... yeah but he's he's got a brace on so therefore um back right i don't know maybe drop the change the arm That's slot nice kind of side yeah, out there that is nice the dart uh, dart out there i guess i forgot that mckenzie milton had the um the My, diversity uh, of internet the arm angles unstable, yeah. well, <laughs> well that's okay we'll just let it ride a little offsides bomb nice catch out of bounds though. Yeah, we're getting a lot of McKenzie here. Another dart. Brett, a lot of a lot of observers' concern is that a lot of the progress that Florida State made in the running game last year was specifically due to Travis's uh, mobility. Has Florida State been able to advance in the running game with McKenzie Milton as the quarterback, or has it been all gains through passing? I mean, I, I don't remember certain times it was McKenzie, but I think they're consistent with all the quarterbacks that are out there and all the running backs that are out okay, there. Okay, that's good. I mean, I think Deontay Sheffield broke off like a 70-yard touchdown around the other day. And Yep, you're blocking well then for sure. There's yeah, been a lot I, I've been pretty impressed by this this left tackle here. Robert he's, Scott. He's, he's, looking, he's looking good. Last play it was a DB, now this. He keeps his feet, keeps his balance. Oh, boy. Breath oh, dude, good action, eyes. Cam Nevitt. Well done. Before my eyes twice during this video. Man, Pokey having a day here. Pokey's been probably the most reliable wide receiver for the quarterback so far. That seems like a significant uh, statement to me. Because he he kind of was had a good beginning of the year and then fell off. And 
It's good to see Keyshawn Helton move like he needs to move. In the middle man. of the field here. Here comes my life. <laughs> Dang, you should have caught that. <laughs> yeah, what were you doing, Brett? That's courage, Nevitt. Well, it doesn't seem to be not, not a lot of turnovers when McKenzie's at quarterback, Brett. No, they're very efficient with him and Jordan on the field. I can't remember very many turnovers with either of them on the field in the six viewings I've had. How's the kicker competition going? And they've both been consistent. I, I, I could not tell you which way it's going to go. And I think I think uh, Papa just said yesterday or a couple of days ago that they kind of know where it is going to go a little bit, that they're still going to wait a little bit. But, you know, both God, of them. They're even doing drama with the kicking conversation. And Mastromano has been pretty good too, right? Yeah, I mean, we can't let Notre Dame know who who's going to be kicking the field goals. Hopefully they're just kicking a lot of extra points. I haven't seen either of them miss in a – Team period. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I, I always was a fan of Fitzgerald because he was hitting on like MILFs and stuff on Florida State Twitter. <laughs> so that always gave him a couple bonus points to me. <laughs> this is, first, this is how Trey chooses his kickers. Well, you know, it's just, it's, it's all Hanging field up, goals man. and. Nah, see, Adam, you took it too far. You always do. Anyway, um, looks like it's their first video in full pads. Gino, Gino English. Gino English. Run, run, it, run it back. Run it back. We need to break that down. Brett did. Brett, how did you describe Gino English? No, to- Tommy was the one describing the goat. The goat, yeah. Yeah, we got to break this down. throws this week. All right, that's good footwork. So the little, far. little half step, and then the the full step to the ride with the mesh point. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you're telestrating Gino English. <laughs> <laughs> eyes, eyes on the defense. Eyes on his target. Good ride here. Yeah, I'd like to see it a little deeper. Yeah. Well. He makes up for it with with his blazing speed around the nice around th- the edge. Nice throw, nice throw to the sideline. Ooh, look at that out close. Nice. Yeah, he looks special. Good breakdown. Who, Gina? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Travis J. <laughs> um, Travis J. Looks special. He looks like he's gonna have a. He does look good. Year. I'll Does he I take back what you guys are gonna see in the DB. I think he's gonna be their best overall player on the roster this year. Travis oh. J. Yeah. All right, dude. I like. I mean, I don't. The only catches I've seen him give up, they're contested, and it has to come on a pretty nice catch. I mean, that's against no free yards. I man, if you could get him as the boundary guy with Brownlee at the field, or swipped or swatch it, switch it, swatch. Okay, I just had a stroke there. Yeah, whatever, dude. If you could actually like shore up the boundary side with a player like Travis J, that just fixes so many defensive issues. with a little interception. There you go. See offsides, it didn't count, but that's okay. Not his fault. See, there's no, not at all. Got to right, give him credit when credit is due. Tate, where, is, where are you going, Tate? That's you going? you're just ashamed of athleticism. You don't even know. Oh, look at Keir Thomas come off that edge. Let's, let's look at. Keir I did Thomas. not know. I did not know he could come. I did not know he was that explosive with the first step. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, boom. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be like I, I've I think we've all beaten on this drum, but this is that's gonna be the kid in that he was kind of the the throw in and the Jamie mm-hmm. Robinson pickup. People are gonna know about Keir Thomas, just your casual Florida State fan by the end of the year for sure. Shaheen Brown with some pressure. Nice. Oh. Is that Knowles? Kevin, Kevin Knowles with yeah. a beautiful one handed pick. That kid's good. Yeah, he is good. I wish he was a little bigger. Yeah, don't we all? But yeah, that's the way it goes. I think that's how you get a kid like him. Yeah, I agree. When you're struggling. All right, yeah. last one. I love it. It's a good, good video, Brett. 
So that was the last one. No, this is the last one. This okay, good. Save yeah, we have one more, guys. Come on, we have another three minutes and forty-five seconds of this. Uh, What'd you say? <laughs> you can probably, we could probably skip by this one. Bro, just... Where 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 can people find this though? Where do you, where do you normally post this stuff at? Um, I believe my YouTube is just Brett Nevitt. It is. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else to it. Well, there you go, man. A man, a simple yet efficient videographer uh, for anything but a simple, a simple man. Thanks. Brett, you're doing you're doing the Lord's work here, my friend. Oh, you Simulate know we haven't we haven't talked about it yet. Special teams. Anybody stood out in the return game? Very hard to simulate yeah, in people... practice. Not going full speed. Yeah, I mean they don't really ever go full speed at it, and they're just trying to get their alignments right and everything, but. I mean, I think Travis Jay has been the guy in punt return specifically. I think Corey Wren will be back there too with him in kick return. And That'll be nice. A little Corbin. Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys that you can use. Back there. Travis Jay was a difference maker in the few opportunities he had last year in return game. I'm excited to see Corey Wren, though. I mean, and I'll say Jermaine Johnson will probably be the best overall player now that I think about it. Well, that's okay. good because that's what you, to the statement. <laughs> you needed so him to be. You needed him to come in to be and be that. So that's yeah. a good thing. How's he been as far as like a leader? We hear a lot about Keir Thomas. You know, sometimes it's hard for the transfer guys that are coming in, you know, trying to make an impact big year one. How's Jermaine Johnson meshed with the team culturally? I mean, just from what I've seen, I think he's more of a lead by example. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think I've seen him up in anybody's face or anything like that at practice, but um, – you know, another guy I really like how they performed on D-line this year is Dennis Briggs, who's looked really, really good on the inside. Yeah, good call. And I think you'd probably want a little more weight on him, but, I mean, right as of now, he's making it work, and he comes up with a lot of a lot of plays in the run game, and also he's flashed a couple times with a couple Hey, stuff. hey. Uh, that was a lot better. That was a lot better. Hey. The progression. Look at there. I can now draw a wide line for – Gainer's base. Yeah, that was a lot oh, better. You guys can't see it, but I drew it. Yeah. Can you draw Chris Marv's base? He is an oddly shaped individual. <laughs> Are you saying he's a pair? I didn't say it. You did. I'm just, he's just, he seems to be an oddly shaped. Now, once again, that's a division one athlete who could snap me in half like Batman Bane style, but he's just built a little strange. All right. Jordan Travis leading the offense. I'm not going to talk about the packages that are in here because I think I'd get in trouble if I do. I mean, well, people, no, can see, people can see it. it, but I'm not going to talk about it, but I'm excited don't about it. So just take it. a look at who's who's lined up where and what they're doing because it's kind of interesting. If you're a Notre Dame person watching, turn it off. Get out of here. Uh, Brett, where, where do you think that Jordan Travis's biggest strides have come in the passing game is it in a specific area is it just confidence overall is it velocity what what's really caught your eye about his pass well for one i definitely think it's confidence and i think he said that too and just that he's feels so much more confident through stuff his teammates and coaches have told him but also i just think i think he looks on the field a lot more when he's outside the pocket rather than just taking off i, I think we saw that a lot at unf um that one practice i was there when he was really good that day there are a few times that he made really nice plays outside the pocket throwing the ball down the field and you know you could tell that he wasn't just thinking you know just go just run but i mean obviously he's going to make those plays with his legs still if he gives an opportunity but i think he'll also be a threat um with his arm outside the pocket 
Yeah, it is interesting because a lot of the times when you're hearing the different the highlights of Jordan Travis, it's like he made the play outside the pocket. He made the play outside the pocket. So you're wondering if he's, if he's exiting the pocket a little bit too early. However, like you said, man, big difference. He's still making the passing plays out of the pocket. So that'll be something that'll be interesting to, uh, to keep an eye on. Now, Brett, I think we're done with the observations. We've, we've covered a lot. We've talked a lot. <laughs> a lot of expert opinion, your expertise, if you will. Um, what to you are the big at this kind of like the this is the point where camp shifts from really working on yourself. And now we're starting to prepping on the opponent, just like we here at the triple option will do. You will know that if you subscribe to the X's and Knowles YouTube page and give Kevin all your money at the Patreon so he can prep even better. <laughs> but what, what to you, what to you are the biggest storylines? What are you looking for as Florida state shifts into that Notre Dame prep? Mr. Brett. I mean, obviously everybody's going to talk about quarterbacks, but I think either way they go, quarterback's not going to be a liability for Florida state this year. And I think, they're going to have a quarterback that can make plays. Um, you know, offensively, I think they need to find, you know, storyline is just can they find a playmaker, somebody that can win 50-50 balls and, you know, really help out the wide, the quarterbacks in, in tough situations. Um, you know, obviously the linebacker question is always going to be there and always be a storyline with this team. Um, but I think just, you know, a storyline will be can this defensive line be as good as, you know, some of the talent they have and, sort of hide the the linebackers a bit and, and you know, sort of, you know, the def- also help the defensive backroom out a bit as well. So I think if the defensive line can play up to its potential, which it didn't come anywhere near last year, um, <laughs> that it would just be a, a major boost to what they can do um, on their schedule. I agree with that. Brett, thank you so much for being here. I'm sure we will lean on your expert analysis uh, throughout the season as our eyes are boots on the ground in Tallahassee guys follow Brett on Twitter at Brett two T's correct. Yeah. At Brett PN on Twitter. Number one, he's there. He's seen all the football teams, but Hey, if you like a little bit of like a bit of the old sticky handball, he is a baseball aficionado <laughs> as impressed hey, as you anymore. are here with his knowledge. My God, he is like Buster only, but he is not a crippling dork. The man is a baseball savant. Follow him. Check out his work on Tomahawk Nation, our mother website. And just uh, this is another episode of the Triple Option, boys. Anything you want to say before we say our closing line? Make sure you get on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram. Yep, Check yep, out the tri- yep, Triple yep. Option FSU. <laughs> Triple Option FSU, Instagram, Twitter, Twitstagram, Instagram, Insta- Twitter, all that stuff. Guys, thank you again. Keep talking. Shove it up.